What's today's episode, guys? Avatar! The last airbender. Facts. <laughs> and if you say the blue guy, we fight him. Oh. That is on site. Yep. No James well, Cameron here. No. Jesus. Also, but no M Night, because that's a that's a that's also that's also on site. That's that's fight. There, are, there are no Avatar I'm movies sorry. in Ba Sing Se. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Nerds on the Rounds, guys. It's your host, Sebastian. It's your boy, Law. And your boy, Tone, from across the hall. And today we have joining us... Alex from Wayward Raven. Larise from Inbeyond Studios. And Joseph, or Steady Hands, from Twitch and the Other Controller Podcast. Quarantine has brought back our love for Avatar because Netflix is like, boom, I'm going to drop this for you guys. So how does everybody feel that um, we've gotten our love returned back for Avatar? I've seen it. I watched it for the first time. So, so Tom watched it for the first time. I watched it for like I don't know how many times, but watching it all over again was so satisfying. Mm. There were certain episodes that I remember like talking to uh, Dennis about and being like, "Why do I not remember this as well before?" Like I cherish these episodes so much more now, especially like the um, they wrote the filler episodes so well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, and it didn't feel like filler, you right? Know? Yeah. It was the most complete, and that's why I had, you know, I know people would talk about, people still talk about Korra, but I had an aversion to really diving into Korra because of my deep love and appreciation for how perfect Aang's arc was. But then, I really, like, gave it a, a good shot, and now, look, I have all of them. Like, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, Korra is a standalone, all of them are different. Like, I would love to see Kyoshi's like <laughs> Tone is heavy, heavy, yes. heavy Kyoshi. I'm a Kyoshi stand. It's, it's, like, it's, it's pretty serious. Yeah. Kyoshi is legit. I, I mean, she, she lived to 272. She's seven or eight feet tall, probably with a size 13 chancla that can slap you upside <laughs> the head. I'm all for it, man. And she had no problem throwing Aang under the bus. She didn't. She did it. Hilarious. She, you know, Kyoshi like, oh. is from the Bronx. <laughs> Fight me on it. I, 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 I love- it. And so yo, I love they go to that village and they're like, uh, Avatar Kyoshi killed our leader, Chen. And they're all like, no, she didn't. <laughs> She's and like, throws up okay. on the Home, spot and Home throws him on the best. Like, I did it. I'll do it like, again. No, I, I, I did it. I, I killed him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I killed him so much that I split away in, from an island from him. Like, no qualms. <laughs> they didn't even, didn't even stutter. Like, it was beautiful. I did it. And what? For me, I love their differences, though. Aang and Korra, because... He didn't want to be the Avatar. He was running away from his destiny. When they show her the first episode, she's like, yeah, I'm the Avatar, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go. So well, I think that was They also one. told her from very young that she was the Avatar. Yeah. yeah. Versus, yeah. When, they were searching, versus no, when they were searching for the Avatar. Well, right. But like, think of, think of the, the, the difference between Aang. Aang didn't learn he was the Avatar until he was like just before he ran away. Mm-hmm where he's already what like almost 12 11 oh yeah yeah um at most and then you figure cora learned about two or three that she was the avatar and fully was just like yes i'm the avatar i'm with it let's do it i'm down <clears throat> and being the avatar for both of them had very different responsibilities very different um it's true aspects and viewpoints because you are the avatar who is now at the peak of this war, and now you're an avatar in this time of peace, or supposed yeah. peace. Yeah, Aang was like the avatar during a period of war, but she, 
Cora was like, not just, it wasn't just peace. It was, she's like a crime story. Hers is like the way, when I was watching, it was like, she's a superhero. Aang right. is like, you know, the, like Frodo, basically. It's like, it's like a um, fantasy story. She's a superhero at yeah. that start. And that's like, I was like seeing the political intrigue. That's, you know, Amon was her villain, but he's mm-hmm. a comic book villain. And that's just, it was like a, it was almost like they were trying to do a noir style thing. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, and I, I just loved how not just the stories were different, but every character is different. It's not like, yeah. okay, here's the Ang, the character from the Ang series, but with different hair or something like that. No, I also, loved, I also loved the humanity that was that that it lended to, whereas Ang was super spiritual by nature, by by you know by how he was raised, and Cora had to fight to get into the spirit world, to get into that, that setting, that mind frame, there was a block mm-hmm. for her. And yeah. the humanity that that lends to makes her so much more relatable um, and, and so much more real. And I think that's why, I think that that is for the fan base, both a gift and a curse, because I feel like the fan base doesn't like how real she is. Whereas I can mm-hmm. appreciate that because it lends to like what we see in, in all of art. Like, why do we relate to certain comic book characters? Why do there's a realness about them that we're like, yeah, I definitely see myself in them. And I definitely saw myself in her. And I'm, I'm pretty sure there's so many people that did. Although, you know, and I'm always coming for the fan base. I'm like, don't be coming for my Cora because I really feel that her character development was so thought out, even though it was short, even though it was completely different from Aang's, it was so thought out, and it was but the they, one time that they I kept saw, a lot of parallels. I I think what happened for me when I when I just look at the character comparing her to Aang and Korra, because again, um, first of all, Legend of Korra had such a great show to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see any character development for her in season one. I started seeing it in season two. Exactly. Season yeah. one, I felt was more of the world building. That's why it's like mm-hmm. it took me a while to get <clears> through it. So that was like really the focus there. Um, in season two, you start seeing that character development, and season three, they fully blown it out the window when it came down to her development, especially when it got to the point because, like you said, she had to fight to be spiritual. I she mean, didn't season three didn't all change, like, yeah, yeah. All change. Mm-hmm. she didn't become spiritual until she had called back and she met Uncle Iroh. And okay. what better spiritual teacher? than the most spiritual character that was in season one exactly. than Uncle Iroh. Um, and that just was happened. fire. That yeah. was a dope crossover. That was, that was insanely good. And if you notice around there, that's when like even more of that development showed in the character. So I, mm-hmm. I just felt like her development came a little bit late in the game. Yeah. But again, she but was But it was, it was necessary. Because yeah. if you, you figure if you show her grow into it right out the gate and accept and, and change and grow so quick. It's Where's not, the story? It's, it was a story. It's not realistic and it's not uh, for the betterment of this character that we know already is. No, very, which I get. Which not I, Aang, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Which I get. Get. She had to prove from like from season one, she's not Aang. So they have to do like here, she's doing everything that Aang wouldn't do, yeah. but she's, ultimately she's an avatar. She's got to be a spiritual character. Yeah. So they, took their time to bring her back into that. And even like, again, I'm halfway through season, season three. Mm. She's not spiritual in the same way as Aang. Right. No, so. she's not. 
Yeah. But again, I, I, I felt like they backtracked, though, in season two. That's why I was saying, like, season two, like, I felt the most development was season three. In season two, you kind of start out development. And like I said, season one was about the world building. So I get that, but I feel like in season two, they just took too long to build her character. But you still it's, had great moments with a lot of the supporting totally worth it, though. Yeah, yeah it's, it's right. Because so you, because like you build, you build around other characters, you build around the mm-hmm. world, and just let her go through the processes that she's going through. Understand that even though like they're so different and they've established that she's, they're so different, they both struggled with a particular type of bending. They both mm-hmm. struggled with certain certain aspects of being who they are and who they're meant to be. The hardest one for all of them was the op- polar opposite of whatever their natural mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. bending was. Not right. exactly. I don't. I don't know that yeah. air was her polar opposite. It's, no, no, not for Cora. 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 No, so Cora was air. air. The whole spirit. The whole spirit. The whole spirituality spirit. of it. Yeah. But yeah. she couldn't. She couldn't take the teachings of the way Tenzin was doing it, and she really was able to get it when she started to pro bend. And then and it was and like then, in a real situation, and that's when but, she kind of. It kind and then of even in. even with even with uh, with Aang, Aang picked up fire bending really well. But remember what happened when he burned Katara, and he was like, "Nah, I don't want this. It's Blast too." It. He was but like, it was, it, "It's too violent. Like I don't want to be that for person." Aang, it was earth bending that he had. Did he actually had trouble? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because he's not grounded. He's, right. He's not he's used to that rigidness. The rigidness. Yeah. 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 He, he was like he's a hit. Yeah, he's very much, very much moving and dipping and dodging and yeah. getting at like the complete opposite of what Toph was trying Super to teach him opposite. and just standing there. Yeah. yeah, he didn't struggle with fire. He got fire, but he he did struggle with his opposite, which was her. Yeah. for Cora. It was her spirit. It she mm-hmm. she was not connected to her spirit, so she could not connect with the air. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until like Amon took her bending that's when she started doing the air. That yeah. was wild. That was like that uh-oh. was that was. Also, uh, a beautiful plot twist for me. Also, bringing bringing it back when you mentioned Toph, the the growth of older characters when they introduce old characters back, and oh, they yeah. show the growth, they show the development, and they still keep true to who they were when we first met them. I thought was really really dope. Oh yeah, they my, had to have my it. only caveats is how in the world, and I and I saw it in a video, and I was like, that makes so much sense that Sokka had no kids. I was like, Sokka had no kids, didn't get married. Like, what happened? Like, of all people... I mean, I mean, they completely kiboshed Suki and the Kiyoshi Warriors, though. So, like, we don't even yeah. know yeah. what happened to them. them. We don't and even then, know what happens to them. We don't know what happened to them. And then, also, um, uh, not only that, someone brought up, like, a really good point where they handle so many topics from racism to, like, cultural divides, all these things... And I was like, I would love to see it because someone mentioned it, how the pressures of trying to bear uh, uh, the next avatar or the next airbending child. Because you figure Tenzin was the last one. You figure, what, the older sister is a waterbender. Then you have the the um, non-bender, Boomy. And then Tenzin finally became an airbending kid. But like, how? What was that conversation like? Where like, is there pressures? Is there not pressures? Is it like, you know, that would have been really dope to see. Like, at least from that perspective of them being adults and now, you know, trying to essentially reestablish this this uh, whole community of well, airbenders. That I mean, there know, was definitely probably trash pressure because you know, Boomy and Kaya like always tell Tenzin like our childhood wasn't as good as you think it was right because ang was so about tenzin when he probably figured out that tenzin 
is an airbender and put well, all his time and effort. How is that? That siblings can have <laughs> completely different experiences yeah. with their parents. Like, <laughs> crazy. Crazy. Uh, yeah. What was weird to me, though, was like, it was, this was the first one that where they actually dealt with, like, children of benders having different powers, too. Like, yeah. like, yes. was, like, like when they kept saying um, Bolin and, and Mako were, were brothers, I'm like, but <laughs> one's a firebender, one's an earthbender. Are they adopted? Is it like something like that? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until like this current season, like we know with Boomy and Kaya, uh, Kaya, I was like, wait, how how does one parent like power differ and stuff? And then when they revealed, I was like, okay, so it could be either one. It's a toss up. Yeah, yeah. it's a toss up because yeah, because uh, their parent, their mother, uh, their mother their is mother, a firebender, yeah. and their mm -hmm. dad is from the Earth Kingdom. From the Earth Kingdom. Yeah. So even though if whether or not the dad is an earthbender or not, they're from the Earth Kingdom, they may have the gene. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Kind of like two generations back, we may have had blue eyes, but now we have brown eyes, and then yeah. the next person has blue eyes. You know what I mean? Like I was, I would have expected more of that in this, in like the later parts of the season, the other kids who were like parents mixed. You know, especially like everyone's in Republic City now. Mm -hmm. You know what I did appreciate? You remember, so I'm bringing it to Star Wars, but I'm going to bring it right back real quick. So you remember how the fan base kind of really like royally screwed the whole Jar Jar Binks as a Sith Lord. Like the whole, the whole yeah. plot line yeah. was supposed to get there, but because of fan base, Every, yeah. like, everyone like ruined it and he just became this dumb character, which would have been such a dope story, right? Wait, wait, that so, was like, I heard the, I heard the, the fan theory, but was that actually something they were going to do? That was something yes. they were going for. That was actually something they were going for, where he was actually a Sith Lord, and he was, like, kind of it, messed up on purpose. They basically played the Kaiser Soze, like, right. usual right. suspects. Exactly. The long game. just went with that. <laughs> so what, wait, before but, we get, we, before we get too far off yeah. into that, I want to bring it to that example, because where the example comes from is the fan base <laughs> bullying and, and determining how the writing goes. This was the first time where I saw the fan base guide the story. And this is why when people say the ending was forced, I don't believe it. And I don't feel it. For you to, for, for the fan base to start saying something that I follow and understand. And when people get to the end of Korra and they see something and they're like, oh, this moved too fast. Oh, this, this was forced. It was definitely not forced. First of all, Mako was mad dull. He was, let's just talk about it. He was mad dull, couldn't make up his mind, couldn't figure his, his life out. This, this girl, Asami, came in smooth like butter, teaching her how to drive, writing her letters while she was sick and out of it. Girl, she, she slid in. She slid in. And when that I ain't. saw the way that the fan base pushed that storyline and how they listened, to the, they literally listened to the fan base. And it worked. It was brilliant. It was yeah, they, It was the I first time was... I saw that. Wasn't it season three that they kind of sold that in when she uh, kind of taught her how to drive the car? They started to, because it's yeah. like, if you look at their interactions in season three, um, they started giving them a little bit more screen time, especially when they had that time um, escaping from the Earth Queen, um, from the airship and all that. It's like, yeah. you know, they were sinking that. So it was like, it was kind of foreshadowing their relationship and all that. And um, thank goodness, because now I have an argument for the fan base that says that it moved too fast. It's no, like, I, like I said, I, her character development was really in season three for me. It was it's going like there. saw a lot of character development. You start yeah. seeing some of it in season two. But again, I mean, comparison with them, I mean, um, going back. Joe, I'm sorry, you've been quiet. <laughs> no, no, it, it's all good. Like I said, Cora, I, I couldn't really get this. Like, when it came out, I saw 
maybe two or three episodes. And at that time, I just, I never got into it. Um, so it's something that I want to revisit now that I'm a little older and maybe my interest will change in it and yeah. try to give it a shot now. No, it's, um, but just something about it didn't capture me and I didn't, I was like, this, yeah. this one's not for me. It's something it's that like, I wouldn't mind like giving a shot now years later to see, you know, mm-hmm. how it resonates. The recommendation would be this because I was the same way and I didn't start watching it till recently again, because I tried to get through the first season twice and i just gave up on it and then i started watching it again and then they're like nah just get through the first season and after like looking at the first season like okay there's not really much character development it's just world building they're building this whole world establishing showing that this whole well, world is different after it's, it's, right it's establishing the world posting because it's yeah. like we already know what the world is and what the world looks like but seeing the world now and ex- having explained like why the technology and all this other stuff and why you know republic city looks the way it does or is it a thing to begin with was so necessary in establish uh, an establishment early on because we just jumped from ang and everything being almost like old medieval times if you will to yeah, very, now very separate the four nations yeah. and and even right. then without republic city it's very much the four nations, the earth kingdom is still doing what the earth kingdom does. Mm-hmm. You know, the North and the South water nations are very separate up until, you know, the whole Unalak thing happens. And then uh, we don't really get much from the fire nation because we just don't see them. You know, we see commander Iroh, we see his mom, but we don't really get too much from what's going on well, with the fire nation. Well, from, Iroh, you know, commander Iroh was with the Republic city's uh, forces. No, but that's what I'm saying. But we don't that's like have get. a, we don't have a whole chapter where we go to the fire nation and look for airbenders or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like they go, straight to the earth kingdom which is like which is the biggest kingdom in the in their world anyway yeah um free them from the queen who's just being crazy and then you know fighting the red lotus so well i mean my, my, crazy? my comp- in the earth kingdom what no <laughs> what <laughs> i know I, why, I was watching this like oh geez the earth kingdom why is it always the earth because <laughs> it makes sense though it, like it, is there a monarchy <laughs> and the people have their heads in the sand and don't know what's going on Literally. you know what it is i think it's because like the Earth Kingdom is so massive, it, it'd be hard not to lose, like, that kind of stuff, like, that kind of information, and to not have that many, you know, splinter cell, shadow, like, whatever, you know, happening. Well, that's what I mean. Why is, why is the Dali still a thing? Because you know they're going to be backstabbing you. Well, they were working for the. They were working. They were working directly with the queen this time, because remember, yeah. the Dali... Yeah, the, but the, 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 they were working with the king... But the yeah. Dialy before the I was like, I mean, oh, listen, I, I will, I will say this about the Earth Kingdom. Aside from Kovira trying to take the Steel City, I will wear a shirt that says Kovira was well, right because well, Kovira was doing what she needs to do for the Earth Kingdom. Well, I, didn't, at, I didn't care for that other kid. Obviously, we know Aang and Korra are different avatars. Now, mm-hmm. in terms of the world, do you guys feel that Aang was brought into a world that wanted the Avatar versus Korra, who was in a world that didn't want an Avatar? Not not so much wanted, but yeah. they needed. needed. Definitely, so, definitely Aang. They needed Aang, needed. Aang was needed, and then Korra was was not needed because and also, there was, was already a time of peace. peace. And she, she was, was and she was held. She was held in the she was held in her training facility, and the world was just going on. Um, you know, uh, the new city was going on with the council, and everyone was kind of going on. We didn't hear of any like major conflicts aside from the Red Lotus and the White Lotus trying to get Korra. She you know, became the representative for elitists because, and, and then the representative for people who turned on her who were not vendors. 
So she became sort of the evil person in the face of common folk. So she, she didn't have that love, respect, and desire that the uh, that Aang had. Aang was needed to stop these wars, and Korra was looked at as a symbol of, of privilege. I I kind of have a, a different view on the whole thing, actually. I've I've been taking it as from what I've seen so far. Uh, it seems to me like every avatar is there to fix the problem of the previous avatar. Starting 100%. From wow. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's yeah. valid. That's think about it. When we meet Aang, he's like, I don't want to deal with this. I'm out. And for 100 years, he's asleep. And what he basically was do was once we find out, he's there to fix Roku's mistake. Right. And then Korra is there to fix Aang's mistake. What's and that? then you get all the way back to Wan. What do you, and he, what do you think he fucked up too. What do you I, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't say mistake. I would say like fix like whatever they left behind, whatever their legacy was. But it's, so it's like, like, Aang, what so like but Alex, the, what do you consider Aang's mistake? What do you Aang, consider Aang's mistake? Aang's mis mistake was what you were kind of leading to building up this elitist society. That would I would say is Aang, is one of Aang's mistakes. You know, in trying it, it and I, I would say mistake is maybe his unintentional consequences when he tried to unite all the benders he left behind the non-benders, which is what led um, Amon to kind of, to grow in that, in that environment. Because if you think about that it- that or when, when he decided to remove bending? That is another one too. You know, maybe because he introduced the fact that it can actually happen. Yeah. But- The thing just to, to piggyback off that and, and, and how I, what reason why I posed that question or I put that question out there was because I kind of felt like every big bad that we got in the series for Korra versus Aang, because Aang's big bad was the, the Fire Lord. He wanted to take over the world. Korra had essentially four big bads who yep. wanted to take over their, their respective rights of the world and all that. But like when you look at the big bad for season three, he more of like wants to plunge the world into chaos because of like, you know, again, blame, he blames the Avatar for not keeping balance. Um, it's the same thing with um, the big bad in um, season three. He wants to become like the dark avatar again, was blaming, and it that's when we got the whole explanation of one and how the avatar cycle started. And even in season one, going back to like what I said, like you know, Aman um, was faking this whole thing of you know, that he wasn't that he wasn't a bender and that he was attacked by a firebender. It was like, well, you know, benders and all that are are causing an issue, and and you know, we gotta take their power away. Which I would have loved for them to go deeper in explaining, like, because I know they it kind of tied in with the blood bending, but how did he learn to take away people's bending? Because at the time, that was only something that Ang could do. Because um, when you look at the lion well, turtles, Aang, the lion Aang, turtles, Ang did it differently. Yeah, Ang did it. From, he was given that from the lion right. turtles because remember in one story. They explained the lion turtles were the ones that gave them the powers. Right. So how but, did, how did this guy learn that? Blood... Energy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If they're Ang doing it through energy. blood bending, Block. they're just basically blocking the chakras that allow yeah. the flow of your okay. bending. I would wonder if Amon's was also not permanent because it wasn't the same type of ability. Like maybe eventually these people would have gotten it. Right. But that's the thing. They showed that Korra was the one who activated people's bending. Yeah. Whereas, like, if he was using some sort of type of bloodbending to stop that, wouldn't have Katara known that as a bloodbender? 
wouldn't she be able to sunset? That was the one thing I was just like, yeah. I would have liked them to explore. Probably not immediately because you, to be fair, Katara and Homegirl were the only two that we saw and knew about in the first uh, series. Yeah, yeah, she probably yeah. hadn't had a connection and, and with her I, enough I, to I be able to do I could that. almost guarantee that Katara would never, ever teach someone how to do that. No. connection with the moon or her spirit to even be able to do that or sense that yet. Yeah. I think they, they established that, like, it was Yokone, like, you know, him, his his bloodline mastered it in, in secret. Yeah. Mm. Without, like without the moon, without yeah. any of that. And also, like, what Toph had said in season four, you know, Kataro just kind of like noped out of any of the nonsense that was happening. You know, she said like, Toph even said like, why do you think Kataro didn't handle the whole thing with the Civil War? She's like, you gotta leave it to the kids, leave it to the younger folks. Right. Like, no, no one went to Kataro and been like, hey, you know, could, do you know what's going on? Like, she just was not part of that. She was kind of treat, uh, teaching, training, healing, just kind of being that village elder, but wasn't like, like really, oh. yeah, well, it wasn't like, <laughs> doing like the whole to do you know so but i, I mean but, I, I feel like it's also not her fault that like yes she probably could have helped and, and would have been a great help but that responsibility of also understanding that she is now the, the elder of her people exactly. that's a that you like it's a it's a big conflict she she can't made, leave and, and her, her role was really healer mm-hmm. in particular so I can see myself being 90 years old. I'm not trying to fight no wars. I might heal you. I might make you a tea or something. But I'm well, that's what I was saying. As a healer, wouldn't she have been able to sense that in people? Maybe not. Maybe, maybe, because you think about it. You're calling, no. he, he you know who, you know who might have? Maybe tough. But go, 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 go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, what yeah. I'm saying is like, she figured out bloodbending because of, you know, some happenstance. But I'm assuming she didn't practice it that much. And again, with her, it wasn't as serious as yeah. um, as uh, Amon. It was, it was also illegal. Like they made it illegal. Yeah, they made right. it illegal. Even that, like, think, think to to loop back to Star Wars. Think about it. Like you you have these these people have the the force, or in this case, bending. There might be people who understand bending in different ways. She might not have known what to look for. She might have been like, well, I can, I know, I'm trying to use this to heal wounds, like lay hands or something like that, but. I don't know how to deal with chakras. Right. Whereas maybe Amon figured out by fucking with blood vessels, it redirects chi in a way that she wouldn't get, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw right. an earlier form of that in um, uh, Avatar, the first one with, um, was it Itali? The one that can basically hit pressure points and temporarily yeah. stun your That's uh, bending. That's yeah. foreshadowing. Yeah. And that's exactly what they, they um, related it to, too. They talked about her in Bora. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. what they related to, and, the, and to your point, Alex, Katara may not necessarily have known she couldn't even take out all of the metal in Korra's body. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But let's get to. But I'm not trying to play my homie because she is the most powerful healer mm-hmm. in all the lands. I'm not trying to play her though. Team soccer all day. And now to thank our sponsors, the Nerds of the Round is brought to you by Enbion. Make sure to use the code Get Nerdy with it to get 10% off. Merchandise and services such as web hosting, printing, and more at nbeyond.com. <laughs> Yo, we're literally so me and Lauren <laughs> for real, for real. There and and they literally watched us grow up because I'm literally Katara and he is literally Saka. The only like, difference is she's the older one. What? The only difference is she's the older one. 
So we all yeah. know that. But I am the older one. Yeah, but Katara is not the older one. Katara is the younger oh, sister. Oh, she be acting like it though. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't like have um, realized that. Yeah, she is that the, ma- the mom of the group. That mom of the group, yep. Yep. Definitely. Yo, so does anyone remember their experience when they first sat down and watched Avatar The Last Airbender? Yeah, because it, it was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I felt younger. Um, <laughs> many, 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 many. I will, I will say, trailer, I'm, I'm, I'm bummed that, like, it, so Avatar launched on Netflix, and I started watching it, and then after I finished it, and after I started, I was like two seasons to Korra, Netflix decides, so, oh, by the way, uh, here's the HD version, because I'm there sitting there <laughs> watching the 48p version like a fucking old guy, and then I'm like, what? And they updated it, even uh, so the Sozin's Comets episodes, instead of there being four parts, it's just one hour and a half long episode. That was great. I'm like, uh, I'm like, yo, I, I'm, like, I'm not gonna rewatch it now. I already did this. I need to watch Korra, right. but I'm like, I, I watched I it watched in the it original in format. Like, I watched it. I watched yeah. it how I saw it. As so it didn't really bother me as much. It premiered on Nickelodeon uh, at the time. I don't remember my initial reaction, but I definitely remember loving the hell out of it and getting hyped for every episode that came, and then every season premiere for the new books. It was, it was great. I was hyped from the trailer, bro. I was in my college dorm. And I'm watching this trailer for this kids show, and I'm like, this is not for kids. Yeah, what I was gonna it? say. And I was just like, what? I was in college, bro. And I, when, I when did it come out? It, it came out. You were if you were like a it freshman. Must have been 2007, sophomore? 2006 uh, about, uh, or seven. So yeah, I think that was like 2005, 2007, so, something like that. So 2000, this, this, maybe 2006. Let's look it up. Let, we have I, I got you. first all right, so that wow, was so right. we so me and me and Joe were uh, last year of uh, la- last no. year Hayes. Yeah, yeah, last year, our, our yeah. very last year of high school is when it came uh, out. My sophomore year of high I school. Believe we just hit the fifteen year <laughs> anniversary this year, kids. So, sophomore year of high school for me. <laughs> Yo, anything like I said, anything Avatar gets me hyped the same way anything Star Wars gets me hyped. It doesn't matter what it is, I'll watch it, I'll figure it out, you know. And I, I'm really glad that I stuck with Cora. Well, actually, I didn't have to stick with Cora. I kind of just like liked her from the jump because she was just so different. And, and I don't so get real. the hate. I don't get it. I don't like, get the hate. I don't. I like. I like. I knew all the stuff that happened with Cora. Like I knew that she eventually ends up with the Sami. So I, I was talking to Law about this. So like, from before I watched it, because I was kind of reading up on like the lore. Like mm-hmm. I knew she got with the Sami at the at the end of the series. So like I was watching the show knowing this. So kind of like looking for portions like when the show kind of hints at it. Um, and the whole show is a lot like Cora, like questioning who she really is and who yeah. she's going to be. So, you know, her dating Mako, her like trying to be spiritual, um, her realizing that like Asami is this person who's who's like her number one, who's got her back. She yep. fucking writes letters to her and only her and not to Mako or Bolin or to anybody else. And like, you know, she really grew as a person from the first three years or the first year, which is seasons one, two, and three. And then the three years where she's like kind of dealing with her PTSD really grew as a character. And I don't get the hate. I don't get it. Where like, I I think it's because you got a lot of people who didn't get through that first season. And then also it's like I said, it it was hard because again, I felt for me personally that they backtracked on some of her character development season two. Um, Like there, there really wasn't for me, but I saw. Look at it this way as well. You so Tone has the experience of watching it now after it's been out. The experience of watching it live right then where it first happens, you're so in it that you don't have a second to like take a step back and look at it with a different lens, essentially. 
um, like Larice was down since day one. I think I watched it a little bit after and I was like, all right, I'm down with it. I like it. It took a adjustment, but it's the same world I love, just a, a different like paint uh, painter with it. And I was completely fine with it. But at the end of the day, it's one of those things where if you are so engrossed and you're so like, ah, like with it, it's going to hit differently because you're too attached and you're too close and you're thinking, this isn't like my other stuff and this isn't like this and I want it to be this way. And it's like, this why is, is Anne dead? But again, that wasn't the, that wasn't the mindset I went in with the show. Again, like I said, it, it took me a while to get through mm-hmm. season one. And then when I finally did, cause you guys like just get through season one, I'm like, nah, I'm going to get through it because we want to cover this. Mm-hmm. Like now I only have three more episodes left in season four. And like I said, for me, most of the character development came in season three. And even in the conversation, season three was the best season. Season two, you saw them starting to get into a character development. But again, season one, and I'll say it like right now, season one was world development. And that's probably why some people didn't get through to it because they didn't understand or take it like that. They were like, yo, this character is just like, you know. But again, they were establishing that this was a different show. This was a different avatar. This was a different world. We want you to get this in season one. And they also had 10 episodes, 10, 12 episodes, whereas Avatar, the first one had 22, 20 episodes a book. So you really got to like hit the, hit the point of like saying like, you know, from the get go, from the beginning, it's like Korra is not Aang. Like she Mm -hmm. hasn't mastered waterbending and she knows how to do the other two. And, you know, we wait 18 years and she's doing her thing. She goes to Avatar, she goes to to the, to the island to learn from Tenzin. And then she's got a, she's thrown into this whole mix of the city, arresting people and stopping the triads when there's a whole system in place. And, like Batman. Yeah, like Batman. <laughs> like Batman, just in daylight. You know, she thinks, you know, she can she can talk to, to Bay Long, to Bay Fong and be like, hey, you know, uh, Aang, hang out with your mom. She's like, I don't give a shit about who you are. I <laughs> like, this is my who, city. <laughs> I want to know who Toph's left with. Yes! I, no! Two times. Yeah, two, two, time. no. two, two times. Two times. Two times. <laughs> who did she allow? Inside right. of her. The energy. No, 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 the no, no. energy, she, man. The Bolin asked. Bolin asked. And she talked shit. She's like, eh, what's this, this guy? It was, it was a nothing. Eh. I was I like, oh, shit. I, was like, face, like, I guess it's time to have a kid now. I guess I'll let you know. You know, you know yo, she'd be just like, you, here. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I honestly like, think it was such a no, like, it's almost like Ray's parents, home. where it's just a no-name somebody. Yeah. Oof. It doesn't, it. You don't need to know. It was a sperm donor. She she, she blood bended the she, sperm. You don't need to know. Oh, oh no! Bended? Come on! Oh, no, no! Don't ever say that shit again. No, <laughs> what I love I about mean, these so called freaking Cora Twinkle Toes. Like oh yeah, still, yes, I yes. Love, same energy. Yeah. She knows. Same energy. Same mm-hmm. energy. She's like, "What's up, Twinkle Toes? Like, what the fuck? Who are you calling me? Oh, you talking to me? My my other me? All oh, right." Let's talk about the world, though. Like, how did you guys feel about the difference of the world? Like, the, the whole change that we I've saw. I've got a lot of opinions. Go ahead. Go a ahead lot happens it. in 70 years. Yes. Well, yeah, that is true. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I, I, I want to say if from, like, not it's not just a tonal shift, but the art shift really kind of was – it was jarring to me because I was like, okay – I'm, like, I had to put myself in the mindset, like, this is essentially the world grown up. Not only is Korra Ang grown up 
in that way in that story, but the world is mature. And it's a story that for the kids, I think who grew up watching um, uh, Aang's show, you know? So like, I, I love, I personally as, as a sci-fi nerd, I love how they made the, this quasi steampunk world. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, now how do you have magic in this world? Like, like when they, like I thought it was kind of cool. Like in the first, um, first few episodes when they had uh, Mako, literally he's working at a power plant by lightning bending into yeah. power plant. I'm well, like, they blended, they blended yeah. technology and spirit. With, and yeah, with the uh, bending it's overall. So beautiful the way yeah, they yeah. blended. It was still like, but a lot of it feels like okay, we have these people who can do magic. Let's try to shoehorn it into modern technology. And there's sometimes I I would think the technology would have evolved differently if these people existed. You know, like I, like I get using lightning to power a generator, but do you really need a generator for electricity when you have people who can make fire with their hands? But that's like asking a woman who breastfeeds to make milk cartons for everybody. No, like they're not going to do that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he's getting paid for it. So it's maybe it's like, but I don't know. Uh, I yeah, there some parts that were a little weird to me. I, know, I, did, I, I did like book, how... Like, the anti-bending sentiment was like, no, no, we need to create competing technology to defend ourselves. And I'm like, actually surprised that they didn't use firearms in some capacity. That's because Julie didn't do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's why. Julie, Julie, Julie. She would have, you know. But uh, uh, to your point with the, with, with the art style. No, she I, is. I, yeah, literally <laughs> just to talk about the art style, it was so beautifully yeah. done and, and created in a way, uh, to Alex's point, that the viewers who grew up watching Aang, I agree. Like they saw this and they like grew up with it. And it was it was beautifully done. I love the steampunk element. I love the technology and the way that it was evolving, even through the even through the arc, even through all the seasons, the way that technology was evolving with the characters. Um, yeah. I thought that was really fascinating. No, I want to add to the art style, though, before we get into No, that. I was going to add to the art style. I guess we're all adding to the art style. Yeah, because, um, <laughs> because if you look at it, like, going back, piggyback on that, like, there was a different art style for Korra. There was a different style art style for um, Aang. Yeah. But then when you got into Wan's story... Son of a bitch! You <laughs> son of a bitch! You <laughs> son of a bitch! Yes! Tell me how you really feel, Tell me how you really feel. Yes, you haven't even finished the series. You can't say this. I can. <laughs> I had three episodes left. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Tone. Let him know. Let him know, Tone. No, no, no. You're the, you're the art, no, you're the artist. But no, I just... I, you can elaborate more. I just wanted to say that... <laughs> To Alex's point, that the art grew up with us. It was a very old traditional way of doing art. For the first Avatar, this is very new age, using more three-dimensional uh, imagery. And then you go straight into Wan's story. And it's very watercolor. It's very basic. Yeah. But it's really beautiful I love that. at yeah. the but same I time. So, like, I watched Wan part one at, like, 4.30 in the morning. I was like, all right, I'm going to watch this and then go to bed. And I was like, oh, it's a history episode. And as a part two, I'm gonna watch the second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That lore, yo, that's how you get tone for anything, man. Yeah, so, man yo, yo, that's good. There's some good lore here. He's like, you know what? <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> well, I was gonna add. Stay I less. like. All, I all like I'm that saying is, use. after watching that episode uh, of of Juan's run, I'm working on a project with some friends of mine. After watching that, I'm like, yo, 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 I got an idea. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So. But again, I, I do like that they use that to tell different time periods that it was specific for that avatar 
And again, like you said, the, the, the art style for Korra is a mix with 3D. When you got to Juan's story, again, that the watercolor feel, and for me as an artist, that was a really great way with um, telling story, telling like, and you're getting that this was like an ancient tale that they were telling. Um, and I've seen like in comics and a few stories when some people talk about a backstory or like history, they'll change up the art style just for that. Uh, mm -hmm. Again, it, it, it was a great use. And even piggybacking on that, when you look at Korra, the fact that now we have 3D in there, because a lot of the machinery, such as the mech suits, the cars and all that, that a lot of that was done in 3D. Again, this mm -hmm. was showing that this yeah. was a new world. What I do love, what they kept with was the waller cutter backgrounds. Again, the backgrounds were all painted. Mm -hmm. But to the art style, talking about the art style um, in general of the entire series, both of them, I, I did appreciate the subtleties mm -hmm. in the art styles in, in the original series. So mm -hmm. there's a moment where Cora, uh, Katara is going back with Zuko. She's like, I, I'm having my trip with Zuko now. And she goes back with Zuko to get revenge. And there's a darkness. And a, and a heaviness to the art style that is very clear that Katara's about to run some shit and, and <laughs> do some really dark shit. And you have never seen that coloration, that darkness, that, that, that color palette in any other point in time. And that was very clear. It was very clear that this cancer has now, you know, Pisces waters has turned into a hurricane and she's about mm -hmm. to come for you. And the other part of that was when we had the, the, the very emotional uh, moments of when Ira was at the tree. I forget the name of this episode, but everybody knows this episode. Ira's mm -hmm. at the tree and he's reflecting on his nephew that passed away. I mean, his son. His son. His son, his son, his son, son that passed away. Tales of, tales of Bossing Say. Thank you. And, and this, this entire episode was a completely sh different shift mm -hmm. in the way that it was presented. Not necessarily the art style, but the way that the the episode was presented i'm not allowed to show dennis like covers of that song like I, i'll show him people no. doing beautiful covers i'm like this is beautiful he'll be like no no you're an asshole no. i'm like no no i'm just trying to he's like nah, don't no don't share that song <laughs> ever and i'm like no. i'm like but it's so beautiful it is always the guy sad. that's it always sharing out alchemist memes like that's just right up your alley to do that no <laughs> i'm not even saying that full metal alchemist is a whole other thing i don't care no, about that it is anymore always it's sad but it's beautiful it's so beautiful it's such a beautiful scene it is someone, so beautiful. someone reanimated it, like they showed them reanimating it, mm -hmm. and the scene ended while the song was playing with Iroh's son standing above him. Oh! And it was so good. Come on, why am I the, like? I know yeah, it feels so sad. I know, but it's let it be beautiful too. Well, going back to the colors. <laughs> <laughs> Before I start falling <laughs> like a little kid. I'm going to oh. cry. I'm going to cry. Really you also noticed um, with Iroh and Zuko, their palette changed too over mm -hmm. the course of, yeah. of the arc. You know, yeah. not just like as they, uh, Iroh aged, his beard changed. They're, they're, he got brolic huh? for no, no reason. He got yeah. prison brolic. He had a reason. He had a reason. Literal he character got, development. He had prison problems. And, like, and I love like the um beautiful the palette choices for like wardrobe based on where they're from. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. the little things. Like even Mako and Bolin, who are brothers, but are technically different elements, like their eye color is different. Little wardrobe decals are different. 
Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, like Mako had the red scarf. Scarf, yeah. But even like as they progress, especially in the Aang series, everyone as they as they yeah. grow, as they age, like I, I even noticed um Aang's footwear change. Like you notice at by the end of the season, he's still and wearing his firebender boots. The fro, yeah, it was cool. But like even like like he's still wearing the firebender shoes and yeah. every piece of his clothing is kind of a different element, yep. which I thought was interesting. Sokka's yeah. hair grew in from the sides. Like, yeah, yeah. It, was, yeah. it was a little yeah. bit. It was very I think they may have softened the can we, can we also point out that Sokka, even though he's not a bender, learned from every, every freaking tribe. warrior, tribe, everything. He learned, he, er, he learned a martial art from every tribe every from tribe. all around the world. Yo, I was like, yeah. this dude, man. And not he even that. Like, he, like, he, he bent weapons and then he, like, he was like, a, like, oh yeah. By the way, I'm a white lotus, and has no idea that he's a white lotus. Like, yeah, like, like, like going back watching that episode now, and like the subtlety of the like, it was so subtle that they gave him the white lotus tile, and I fucking when I first watched, it, I missed it, and I looked oh. at it now, and I was like, oh right, I forgot about that. Like, yeah. it was such a big deal, and it yeah. it symbolizes so much for his growth and development as a character man like don't sleep on Sokka I will say the transitions from going from the last Airbender series to the Korra series I did love that as the story grew as characters grew the bendings and type of bendings that we saw also grew So so we saw the evolution of Firebenders who can also lighten bend. We saw firebenders now can magma bend. We no, saw no, that was earthbenders. Earthbenders was Earth, Earth. Oh, sorry, earthbenders can magma bend. We saw earthbenders can can metal bend. Like all these things that were stacked on top of certain things. But that's waterbenders can blood bend. You know what I mean? Like it's it's well, like fire fire firebending. You had lightning combustion. Um, mm-hmm. Earth, you had um, earth magma metal. Um, right, but it, the water, expansion water, the of like, the expansion of all that and seeing it grow, especially in the chorus series where it's so prominent and it's almost like expected that you know a second type well, or, or additional type of bending on top of the main bending. In what, season what's three, what's your favorite oh shit moment when you saw somebody bend something different? 